Welcome to the old bastard martini lunch. This is a show about advertising and design creatives with an audience of one, me. I'm Peter Morse. This is my show. Thanks for checking out the show. Here's how it works. Uh, I've uh, got a few folks that I know around town here, creative professionals. I like to meet with them. I like to drink with them. I like to talk with them. And uh, I decided I'm going to record that and uh, share that with the rest of you. So enjoy. Going to continue the conversation with Lisa Lorraine. Uh, I'm Peter Worth sitting in, pouring copious amounts of champagne. If you missed the first part, Lisa is a vice president and creative director at Swanson Russell. And she has uh, high expectations of herself and her creative teams and uh, her clients. So in this episode, conversation gets a little more heated. We bat around the topic of what makes a good creative director for a bit. Um, and during the back and forth, I find out a few things about Lisa. Number one, why she's never satisfied. Number two, what she expects out of her creative teams. And number three, what she would like from her clients. I think you're going to like this one. So join us in our booth at the back as we share our drinks and our stories. Maybe next time. <laughs> Oh, you I'm want not to come back? That you want to come back? Be next time. <laughs> Welcome back. Help me out here. You're coming here. Okay, so you want to talk about advertising again? <laughs> I mean, I guess I thought that's why I was here. But yeah, yeah. Well, you know, it's good. It's good. just we're just doing straight up champagne. There, there you go. Oh, okay. Yeah. Sorry. I just feel like I'm constantly wanting to burp here. It's so inappropriate. You got to drink it more, man. You build up a tolerance for that. You know? I guess so. I haven't quite got there yet. Yeah. It's okay. I'm getting there. I'm getting there. It's okay. So tell me then, what do you, what do you do in your free time? What do you like outside of work then? That's a good question. Yeah. What do you like? What's, you know, I know you're very passionate about work, right? What makes you say that, though? Well, the That's fact what I'm that interested in. Let's talk about the, that for a second. Just the conversation we had about, earlier. Let, let's talk about the perception mm -hmm. of me. Let's talk about that for well, a second. From the conversation we had earlier, which was you're very driven and you're very focused on this is what I want. This is what I'll get. So what do you do to relax? I mean, obviously, we got the uh, champagne yeah, sweatpants. But you, what else is there? Go no, 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 Go no, 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 no. What did, let's, let's hear from your own, You're the guest. from you, yeah. What do I do to relax? Yeah, what is not work, Lisa? What are, what are you? I only know you from work. I mean, non, <laughs> Every, You're right there. everybody's burping it's here like except for me. like 9,000 bubbles came yeah. to my head. They had to release. Yeah. Um, I don't know. I mean, we all, I think we talk a lot about like. You know, just the idea of being creative and like what that means outside of work. I don't know, like outside of what 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 are my interests? Probably cooking. There it is. Yeah, cooking, baking, anything kind of food related. I'm really interested in. I mean, I like the idea of like traveling and like art in general. Like I music. think music. Yeah, I'm really in. You know, not I, creating, but 
Not creating it myself, but just like, yeah, I'm in like a consumer of that sort of thing. Right? Yeah. Are you a creative person then? I mean, I guess I feel like I am, but like, I don't know. Like, sometimes I, I do, a, like, I have a lot of self-reflection. Yeah. Self-judgment. Yeah, mostly after a couple of glasses of champagne I mean, at night. which is just a constant for me. As yeah, I, yeah. As I said at the beginning of the show, like, yeah, but like, that's, that's like my M.O., I don't know, like, I guess I kind of feel like that's where I always kind of, like, I don't know, I'm constantly, like, kind of evaluating myself a little bit, I guess. Why, why is that? Why am I always evaluating? Yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Is it is it because you're kind of looking at you and your performance or what you've done in an effort to, all right, now I need to step up my game? Are you constantly looking to, like, how do I improve what I'm doing? I don't I'm think I'm ever doing it in a purpose of, like, hey, I need to step up my game because that kind of benefits me in the end. I don't think that I'm ever doing kind of that sort of, like, thing. Like, I don't know. It's just your nature she to... Just, she just, I feel like if I could, if I could interject a little bit... Oh, yeah, just step right in here, I feel Peter. like she does Maybe not, a little bit closer to the mic. She does not accept... Mediocrity. Yeah, I mean, whether I, it be in advertising, in I would say in general, like maybe like if any, there was a word to kind of describe me, it is just unsettled. Okay. Like I, I'm never kind of like, I'm never just settled in any way. Like I'm always. Are you ha- are you ever happy? I don't know. See, this is an it's an interesting question because okay. can we, we can we keep this or? Yeah, we can keep this. We talk about this a lot. Peter and I talk about this a lot because, and I've struggled with this in my life. It's sort of like the minute you're like, oh, how are you feeling? You wake up in the morning, like, how are you? Like, Peter has this habit of like, how are you feeling today or whatever? And I'm just like, I feel like I can never answer a 10 because once I answer a 10, like. It's all over. Exactly. So where do you go from there? Like, there's no, there's no room for improvement. Like, for me, I just feel like I'm always in this constant state of. Improvement or just like this. State of eight point five. Yeah, I feel like there's always something like better. So I kind of like maybe convince myself like I'm like I'm never quite there because like I always feel like there has to be more. God, I hope this doesn't end up on. No, no, no. I, I mean, show either. That's, that's no, good. no. I like it because it's, just, it's, just, yeah. it's a conversation we had with Ben Swift and Ryan, which is I think it's human nature to always want more and to always strive for better. At least in, I think, this sort of creative field. Because like, how do you, like if you someone doing? said, like, yeah. oh, you woke up in the morning and your wife was just like, oh, like, one to ten, like, what are you today? Oh, you well, know? with my wife, it's always a ten, so you've <laughs> met her. You can't <laughs> deny this, so. <laughs> <laughs> this is true. She doesn't listen, so, it, again, it's well, a wasted it's compliment. But, but I feel like once you say that you're at a ten, like... There's never anything beyond that. So, well, like, how do you, like, how do you ever compete with that? I'll, I feel like that's the struggle with me in my life. I'll tie it back to the conversation that will never air on here. But I think the only reason we move society ahead or that people want to do more, want to do better or create is because there's this, there's this need or this gap or this void Otherwise, what's the point? You yeah. know, if you have everything given to you, 
there's no reason to try to do something more, to do something better, to do something or different. Yeah, I would say like there's a there's a desire to do something different. Yeah. Like there's a desire to sort of tell a story differently. Yeah. Like you know, and I would say that like maybe just bringing it back to my work a little bit. (laughs) By all means. Like that. That's like like you know that's the thing that probably drives me a little bit is just like being able to tell the story a little bit differently you know and yeah. in a way that like has some emotion to it like the emotional part of like what i do is like really important to me mm-hmm. i feel like that is just like why you were going there and i just stepped on you so go ahead that's okay i just <laughs> took a drink you're probably gonna i'll wait for 10 seconds before you burp yeah. <laughs> in the middle of this. i don't know like i just because i just you know there's just a certain amount of feeling that this exists maybe with me and the way that I absorb things in general. And I just, it's hard for me to assume that like other people like don't. And so as I look at my job and sort of storytelling in general, because mm-hmm. I feel like that's at the core of what I do, that like it's, it's really important to me to maybe try and extract the story or the emotion or something from whatever it is that I'm working on. I, I do think that I am misunderstood. All right. <laughs> Which I feel like it's just so cliche for this podcast. But, like, in ge- <laughs> I, I mean, like, I, I I guess that I do, you know, because I have a, I mean, I when I work, well, I just have a real expectation of okay. just, like, my expectation of the people that I work with is that they will put everything that they are into what they are doing. Right. And I get really disappointed when people don't do that. Because okay. that's what I do, and it's really hard for me to separate, like, kind of, like, that is a job like you can't the expectations you have for yourself you can't sort of transfer onto other people okay. like that's i think what i struggle with in my job the most is just sort of like people don't interact with their job or their obligation to the job in the same way that i do this is not a nine to five or she lives her job yeah. right right yeah well, i'm I was... glad you brought the cheerleader here it's just <laughs> i don't know that that's necessarily <laughs> no he no, says no. that but i don't know no. that's necessarily like Support for per se, like well, I think that's that part that's of the just industry, like, though. Like, observation. It's, it's just part of what we do that you can't you can't clock out. I just like, feel you're like always thinking about it. Like I just feel like there's such a potential in in advertising and marketing and what we do, and I see other people sort of tap into it and just like they're so successful in it and like making people feel something and like you know like I really am like unsettled about situations when I feel like I can't get to that. Or especially when clients don't understand that. Like, like it's really frustrating for me sometimes when I feel like I am more passionate about something or I care something or I care about something more than they do. And it's it happens a lot. Right. And that can de- I can definitely see that's something that, as far as like creative industry, that that's something, it's really easy to slip into where you see what they do or the product that they produce and in your mind, you're instantly connected with that. And you're like, oh, we can do this. We can present you like this. And we can say this about you. Because like immediately your mind is already jumping to like how you can present this thing far above somebody that's been there for 15 years. Yeah. That's just cranking out the same set of like email templates. Yeah. And they well, don't I, realize well, like there's something outside of that. Yeah. Where, well, and I feel like it is my obligation as a creative director now to determine and provide the potential that exists in every project. Right. Like, and whether it's emotionally, whether it's tangibly or whatever, like, it's my, I feel obligated to sort of, like, communicate the potential in all of the things and believe in that, you know? And if you have 
if you see potential in somebody, like you have to believe in it, you know? And I feel like emotionally, that's probably the thing that I struggle with the most is just sort of like, I believe in it more maybe sometimes than I feel like my clients do, mm -hmm. you know, because they're sort of doing a job and like, you know, maybe emotionally invested in a different level than I am. Right. You know? Well, one thing that I did, um, one, one thing that I did enjoy and kind of realize working with you is having a hard time reaching for that, um, was your, how you worked with different people yeah. and how you're looking for that way to unlock what they do. Like my job as a creative director is to, to not only to sort of see the vision and like attain that, but also like rally the team that I work with in a way that kind of helps them see that as well. And so it's really important to me to understand that like they see what my motivation is. And it's not about like, oh, hey, do you like me as a person or do you respect me as a creative director? I mean, it's a little bit of that, but like I want to understand that if, like what I am doing is motivating you in a way to kind of meet that objective. And yeah, like lead, lead we, can, we can debate mentality. we can debate offline on whether or not like achieving said objective is like morally right because like, you know, maybe that's something I struggle with independently a yeah. lot. But like what I am what I am hired to do and like what my job is is just sort of like lead a team to get and achieve an, an objective. And like, you know, like you have to be self-aware to like know whether or not you're being effective. Like you can't like be immune to like, what do people think of me? Otherwise you're not being like, like you're not in a constant state of improvement, making sure that you're getting the right people out of certain, you know, the getting the right thing out of certain designers or copywriters or whatever, you know, and challenging them because you're dealing with a team that is completely at like representing all ends of the spectrum for anywhere from like, really beginner to really senior level people and like everybody has a different a different need and a different motivation and I feel like not only like my like my like objective is to make sure that we're meeting that but also like making sure that I'm extracting like and pushing like all peoples at all level to get what I need out of them you know I mean it's not a matter of like whether they care about you I mean that's me taking sort of a, a jaundiced look at this like maybe it's very self-centered but it's like I don't care how you feel about me, but I want you to care yeah. because I need this out of you. Exactly. Okay. I mean, like, I don't know. Like, I remember when, you know, I was really interested in, like, when the Naveen was on the show and she was talking about what makes a great creative director. There are certain days you wake up and you're like, oh, this is why I'm in this position. And there are other days you wake up and you're like, I don't know how I ever got here. And I think part of how I got here is just that I had a conviction that, like, you know, just manifested in some way that like I was, I was really well, determined about like meeting you know the task at hand or whatever you know but I'm like what I believe in and what I believe my job to be and like inspiring people and motivating like people to kind of like get out of you know extract from them what I need for the job and I think that's like something that's really hard you know because and it's something I think about a lot as a creative director it's like how do I make sure that this designer is like not only motivated to kind of like you know they're interested to kind of like push themselves to create something that like they've never done before but also that they kind of are believing what i'm believing about this thing even though it's something that like personally i have no interest in right you know and that's that's hard i mean that's the hard thing about kind of deciding wherever it is that you're gonna like kind of land like in a position that like 
do these things that I'm working on align with me personally? And how do you bring passion to something when like, personally, I am not passionate about it, you know? Well, so I'm not passionate about it. You're not passionate about it. Mm -hmm. Just in general, right? It, it doesn't connect with me right. as a consumer. Yeah, right. That doesn't mean that what you're doing to present that product to an audience you can't get passionate about that, you know? Yeah. It's like, you, if I'm looking at something that somebody's doing, it just feels lackluster and boring. Yeah. You know, you gotta kind of kick them in the ass and say, how do we do this? How do, that's one right. thing that I really liked about working with you was, sorry, I'm burping because that's, <laughs> <laughs> um, that that's sort that's, what a creative director has to do is look at the team you're working with and everybody has their own objectives and their own thoughts and they might not even be aligned with this product. But how do you take all of these things? It's It was always to me like you're trying to crack the code. So yeah. you've got everybody and it's like, what is that person? You kind of crack that code. You crack this code. You crack that code. Like, yeah. You can crack all these codes to get these people aligned and working on this thing to achieve something that's far better than like that initial sort of effort that they're putting towards that. You know, and that's what I always saw a creative director is doing is seeing, give me what you've got. They're doing that, and you're like, that's not good enough. Let's figure out a way to get to the next level. And that was one thing I liked working with you because I know working with copywriters and designers, um, depending on who you're working with, because some people you'd be like, hey, this is nice. Let, you know, I like what you're doing here. Let's try to do this, move it in this direction. And other people you're like, you know, and it's, it's an, in a joking way, but you're like, dude, this is stupid. Like, yeah. quit fucking around. Give me something that's going to work a little bit more in this way. So you got to find those chemistries and figure out how to unlock that code. And that I think that ties back, I keep cutting you off because I feel like no. you keep trying to say something. Like that ties back to your initial discussion of this is how I was, you know, visually I was very interested in all these things. Maybe I wasn't very good at these things. Well, a good creative director doesn't have to be good at drawing. Right. A good creative director doesn't necessarily have to be good at writing. Good creative. I think you just have to be good at extracting those things out yeah, of Yeah, pull that out of your yeah. team. Yeah. Like the good creative director is going to get those qualities from the people that are better at all those things than you are, but none of those people are good at what you do. I think that like to be a creative director, I mean, I, I, I'm speaking from, like, that is what speaking I... Speaking as a creative I director. I mean, that is what I am, but, like, you just... I mean, there is a, cert, there is a, a certain amount of psychology that is related to excelling at that role i mean whether it is dealing with your team whether it is like dealing with your client or whatever like you just have to be good at that at that element you know right. and just like understanding like what people can can contribute like what is the carrot you need to dangle in front of people to kind of motivate them and to push them or whatever and it's different for what's you. the rally cry for these people right it's, it's like, different yeah. from you know it's different from from every person that you work with and you kind of have to like understand that you know, a little bit, and you have to, like, maybe under, like, understand that, like, I don't know, su success in the project is, like, is, like, the end goal a little bit, you know? Like, I understand, like, at Swanson Russell, there is a need to sort of, like, provide that vision. And, like, if there if there's a thing that I struggle with, it is a, it is a thing, you know, it is this thing where I understand, like, 
what the expectation of what my job should be, which is to to push any person on the team to like give me more like think in this way versus like how do I kind of like you know deliver in that way. Anyway, and I I think about that a lot. You know, like I think when I get a you know like put on any client, I feel like it's like my job to realize the potential, to show the client that potential, to show my team that potential, and to, for my team to sort of rise to that potential. You know, like here's a here's a thing. Like there's a story. There's a story that can be told here. Like you need to extract that. We need, we have an obligation to tell that story. That's going to be doing it in a more meaningful way. Like push yourselves because like what you are doing is more meaningful than like what you think you're doing. Like that's what I feel like my role is as a, as a creative director. And like it's way more deep than what I feel like even clients like understand half of the time. But like that's what I feel like. That's what I feel my job, like what my job is any is anymore. Yeah. <laughs> Hence all the uh, all the consumption of champagne right there. So you can't walk away from that. Well, where do we go after that? Peter was just looking at his phone for yeah, I know. the last twenty. Whatever, this guy doesn't give a shit anymore. I was texting anymore. my sisters. Whatever. I don't know. Big, what do you think? I mean, you, I mean you've, you've worked in all capacities. You've worked as a creative director. You've worked as a art director. Like, what do you, I mean, what do you think makes a great creative director? <laughs> I think this is a great end of the show just because I don't like to talk about myself, so. <laughs> but Thanks. I mean, but it, let's Thanks just, for coming you, by, okay. Lisa. <laughs> You're welcome. But we'll, like, talk, we'll talk later. Yeah. But like, it was what, a great, it's a great show, Lisa. Go ahead. <laughs> don't mean to cut you off, but, uh. Are we out? Are we out? Oh. No, we're good. Thank you, Lisa. Thank you, Peter, for coming episode. by. <laughs> I like I barely existed here. <laughs> All right, good. Tune in the next episode. Once again, thanks to Lisa Lorraine. I really enjoyed getting into it with her on this show. A simple shut the hell up would have sufficed, but I, I think this proved to be a lot more entertaining. And, you know, made for some good content. Let me know what you think. If you want to see more about uh, what Lisa is up to, you can follow her on Instagram at Lisa Lorraine or check out SwansonRussell.com for examples of the amazing work she squeezes out of her creative teams. Did you enjoy the show? Please visit iTunes for more. I've got over 30 episodes now uh, and new ones on the way. Uh, you don't want to miss out. I've got lots of great stuff coming. Subscribe. And in the spirit of the show, write a review uh, and rate the show. Write it in uh, Lisa's voice. Uh, let me know what sort of greatness you expect out of this experience. Um, we're on Twitter, at Bastard Martini, and the website is oldbastardmartinilunch.com. Until the next time, have another martini. I know I will. <laughs> <laughs>